0: Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Tuesday evening and welcome to Refinery Life. Why don't you come and join us on a Sunday? We meet at 9.30 at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. We'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church. We preach the Word of God. That's really all you need to be looking for if you're looking for a new church home. And we also meet every second Sunday afternoon at Yatla. So if you'd like those details, you can get in contact with us as well. Beneath the cross of Jesus is the theme for the series we've been working through. We've got a couple more weeks to go. It consists of eight biographical messages about the people who were there when Jesus was dying on the cross. And today's message is titled, The Face of Faithfulness. It's about John. The text we're going to look at is John nineteen twenty-five through to 27. I'm going to read from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever version you like. But bring your Bible when we meet. Open it up and let's read it together. It talks about, Behold your mother. So let's read it. Verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother, and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took him into his own home, took her into his own home. Now, we know that John wrote this, so he was talking about himself here. And the scriptures we're going to read and work through are John 19, 17 through to 27. Let's read them together. It's only 10 verses. It talks about the king on a cross. Verse 17 says, and he, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of the skull, which is in he called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Therefore, the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. In verse 22, Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to each soldier a part, and also the tunic, now the tunic was, was without seam, woven from the top the top. In one piece. Therefore, they said among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore, the soldiers did these things. And then we get to our verses today Behold your mother. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother, the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her into his own home. Amen. What a great piece of scripture. Let's pray for our offering before we go any further. We're a church that believes in sowing seeds. If you've got a seed there and you're ready to sow into good soil... The details will be on the bottom of the screen. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we adore you and come to worship you this evening. Lord, we're not ashamed of the good news of Jesus, for through it we have come to possess abundant life. We thank you for the power of your daily presence, Lord. We pray that you help us to walk by faith and not by sight. We pray that you would forgive us of giving in to Satan's deception and trying to cope with our world in our own strength. We thank you for keeping us to this day, Lord, and we are glad that we can offer these gifts to spread the good news of life in Christ. Lord, we pray that you use our gifts for your glory, and we pray this in the name of Jesus who pleads our cause at the throne of grace. Amen. Amen. You know, Christianity began with a group of men gathered by Jesus, but at the cross, Christianity resembled more of a woman's movement, didn't it? of the 12 men that Jesus made disciples and apostles, only one was faithful to the end. Four faithful women stood with this one man until the end. One of them was Mary, Jesus' mother. Her sister was also there. Mary Magdalene was another one of the four, and with her was the wife of Clopas. But tonight we want to focus our attention on John the only apostle that was there. His face beneath the cross is a face of faithfulness. And a study of his presence at the cross will help us in our pursuit of faithfulness as well. So our first point this evening is the extent of faithfulness. How far will we go? Years after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, John wrote a letter inspired by the risen Lord to the church of Smyrna. In the letter, the Lord admonished that suffering church. said, be faithful until death. That's Revelation 21.10. Be faithful until death. You know, we are called to do the same thing. John would know about this kind of faithfulness, wouldn't he? This is the kind of faithfulness that each of us needs. Faithfulness until death. Don't give in. The words could be understood to mean, be faithful for all your life. It was a call for faithfulness, regardless of what our lives might bring. John had this kind of faithfulness. It is the kind that a couple promises to each other on their wedding day, until death do us part. It's interesting to ask a couple, I'd imagine, as they approach marriage, under what circumstances would you seek a divorce? And their answers would be quite revealing. Some might confidently reply, under no circumstances. And as a pastor, I'd like that response. But also I know that they'll be surprised by the difficulties that will test this commitment to faithfulness. You know, the cross did not force John away from his commitment to Jesus. He intended to be faithful until the end of his life. Faithfulness until death. That's what we're called to. When the Lord admonished Smyrna, This is probably what he meant. could have said it this way. Faithfulness until death meant faithfulness even at the expense of life. Scholars might debate the the extent of the danger that was facing John, but we can plainly see that the other apostles perceived danger at the cross. They weren't there. Anyone who has seen an angry mob knows that with a mob on the loose, no one is safe. We've seen that in some cities, haven't we, around the world. Jesus was on the cross because of such a mob movement. The danger to John must have been real. Must have been. Yet he was ready to face even the possibility of death because of his desire to be faithful to the Lord. Hallelujah. Even if it cost him his life, he would not run away. This is the quality of faithfulness that the Lord wants in each of us. If our faithfulness has limitations, it's flawed. Too many of us run away from the church because we don't like something that someone said. But that's not showing faithfulness to the Lord. He created his church. Our second thing this evening is the inspiration for faithfulness. Why did John stand beneath the cross while the others hid in fear? If we know this, we will know the secret of faithfulness, won't we? Was it a sense of duty that compelled John to stand beneath that cross? We must admit that such a sense of, of duty helps us to remain faithful in hard times, doesn't it? A sense of duty keeps a soldier in his place of danger when others might flee. It keeps a son or a daughter faithfully attending to the needs of aging parents. But the real secret of faithfulness goes much deeper than a sense of duty. What about the love of Jesus. John gave a clue as to why he was there by the way he identified himself. He is the disciple whom Jesus loved. His presence at the cross was a response to that love. Jesus loved all of the apostles just as much as he loved John. But this man seemed to have a special capacity to receive that love and understand it. He had a special awareness of that love. He seemed to know better than the others that Jesus was bound to the cross by his love for them. We all heard Gordy say a few weeks ago at church, it wasn't the nails that held Jesus to the cross, it was his love for us. That is so true. That's why John was there. If Jesus could die on a cross out of love, could John not stand by the cross through that ordeal? Gratitude and love compelled him to do it. This is the secret of Christian faithfulness right here. It will keep us faithful for our service. It will keep us faithful through all kinds of persecution. It will make survivors out of us. If we waver in our commitment, we will need to be renewed by a fresh awareness of how much we are loved by Jesus. Our third thing this evening is the reward for faithfulness because there is a reward. John's faithfulness beautifully illustrates the rewards that faithfulness in Christ brings. Firstly, there's the approval of Christ. Jesus showed approval to John for his faithfulness. He will show approval for us as well. It must have been conveyed to him by a look from that cross. Can you imagine the difference in the look that John received from the look that Peter would have received in his moment of denial? The look Peter received sent him into the night weeping in shame But the look that John received sent him home to take care of Jesus' mother. While John does not describe that look, I can only imagine the look of gratitude Jesus must have been conveying to him. John, along with the women, was the one bright spot in a sea of darkness that day. Jesus promised that faithfulness in him will result in a final and blessed well done good and faithful servant the second thing is the trust of Christ that's a reward his trust is the greatest reward of faithfulness there is john received this trust in jesus special request from the cross as jesus neared death he thought of his mother mary while she stood by the cross broken hearted her first born son made provisions for her needs he said to them in John 19:26 and 27, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And to the disciple, Behold your mother. And then John took her home and looked after her. And although Mary had other children, John was the one who cared for her until her death years later in the, in the city of Ephesus. He looked after her until she died. Jesus trusted John with a very special responsibility there. And responsibility is the primary reward for faithfulness. In his parable of the talents, Jesus said, You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Could anything be greater than the Lord of glory trusting us with a special assignment? I don't think so. This kind of assignment is reserved for those who have proven themselves to be trustworthy through their faithfulness. As we finish up this evening, John's example of faithfulness is especially encouraging for those who are facing trials. Maybe you feel like you're in in an extremely difficult place. What should you do? Be faithful until death is the answer. Do it because of Jesus' love for you you will find the rewards of such faithfulness to be more than enough. As you meditate on Jesus' love, take a place of faithfulness with John beneath that cross. That's my encouragement to you this evening. And I also want to encourage you, as I do every time we meet, to be diligent with your Bible study time, because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways, because our God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And he can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you allow him to. And you're important to God, you know that, but you're also important to us at the Refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife or via any of our social media channels. And this year, we're seeing it play out in our church right now, is a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. So let me encourage you, start being an obedient disciple of Jesus and watch what the locusts have taken start coming back to you. And until next time, stay in the blessed.